0: Hi, I'm Maria of or VeloSos on social media. Welcome back to Sova50 Podcast on So Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On So Organised Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Sova50 Podcast on So Organised Style. Sova50 intersects with all communities we a community that is so over ageism. Anna or at Anna Picker DIY is today's sober 50 guest. That's Anna Walter. Thanks for being on the podcast today, Anna.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: It's, it's a pleasure. I think you listen to the podcast every so often.
1: I do. Yes. I'm listening to a few sewing podcasts and So Organized Style is one of them actually. So I've listened to a few interviews before and. Um, yeah I really enjoy it it's nice it's a uh, it's, it's just a chatty <laughs> a nice chat to listen to you it's cool
0: I think you had listened to Luann's podcast yeah I did
1: I listened to Gabriele's and uh, Julie's podcast as well you know Kissentos and consistent consistently different designs exactly yeah <laughs> I'm talking a lot with um, Gabriele actually on Instagram we are having nice little conversations so I was listening to the podcast obviously as well Anna, tell us about yourself. I'm living in France. I'm actually German. Maybe you can hear that from my accent. Wow. (laughs) I've grown actually in Germany and I'm bilingual, so I do speak French and German. I'm a French-German family. I define myself as being European, I would say. I've grown up in a very multicultural environment. So yeah, now I live in France with my family, with my boyfriend and our son. He's seven Actually, I've been sewing since my son was born. I think that's a pretty classical (laughs) way to start sewing. Uh, Yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm having lots of fun with that and uh, it's it's a very consuming hobby. I'm very passionate about it. So it comes and goes, but usually I'm passionate.
0: When you started sewing because your son was born, did you make baby clothes first? How did you start? Actually, no,
1: (laughs) I didn't sew anything. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why I actually wanted to start. I think I had a friend, she was sewing. She gave me a bag that she had sewn. And uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that too. Actually, when I was younger, when I was a kid, I was very crafty. I was doing a lot of stuff. And I was sewing as well when I was a kid, a bit. And I was a teenager as well. So I I kind of thought, okay, maybe I should pick it up. And I sewed some classical, you know, pouches and uh, pillow covers
0: <laughs> oh wow pillowcases yeah.
1: yeah and then I thought well maybe I can sew a dress and I don't know why but I chose a burda pattern with a lot of pieces <laughs> and while I was sewing it I was like oh my god I will never fit in that. <laughs> it's gonna be terrible and actually it fit me like a glove so I was super happy with it yeah, that's, I think, where I got really hooked, actually, into that hobby. And I was like, wow, that actually works out. Uh, yeah, so that's how it started. And so the sewing machine I have now, and which with which I restart sewing, is actually a gift from my boyfriend for the birth of my son Because I wanted to buy myself something. And then he said, you know what, I'm going to give it to you. It's, it's my gift for you. Oh. And uh, take the higher quality, the better, you know, just a step above what I wanted to pick. That was such a nice gift. Maybe now he's uh, regretting it. I don't know <laughs> because of the space it takes in the in the flat. I'm very grateful for that. It's cool.
0: It's very nice to hear that he decided to buy you the sewing machine as a gift and to encourage you to get something that was better than what you were looking for. He's a, he sounds like a lovely man.
1: Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he likes quality. You know, I'm I'm more looking into the financials. So he was like, "No, come on, take yeah. something." qualitative and um, it's better on the long term. And of of course, he's right.
0: (laughs) You said that you started with Burda Patterns. Yeah. And you live in France. How do you source your fabric?
1: I'm living in the north of France, in Lille, which is traditionally a a huge region for fabric making. Uh, So we have a lot of industries here in Lille, in the surroundings, that traditionally actually were making textiles. So there's a lot of shops here. I really like to go into the shops and touch everything, you know. That's why I prefer to buy locally, and also just because of the shipping fees, etc. I try to avoid any shipping fees for anything I buy, anyways. So it makes just sense to go into a shop. And I have a really cool shop in the in the vicinity. I'm living in the center of the city, so it's like ten minutes a walk <laughs> from my home. <laughs> so well, why do buy online, right? I very rarely buy online, actually, and. Um, the other source I have, I would say, is when I go to visit my parents in Germany, then I go to German shops, and uh, which have very different types of fabric, which is interesting. It's more about jersey, and um, I love, you know, colorful stuff and, and funny prints, etc. So German shops are full of them. It's more for kids, but who cares? I like that. In France, it's more a classic, uh, not so many prints, but and also other types of material like rayon, viscose, etc. And also cotton, of course. My third source is actually Belgium because Lille is actually just on the border to Belgium. It's like 15 kilometers away. The Belgian, they have good shops as well. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, sources for me here. Um, it's actually one of the really great things of living here in this area specifically. I don't know how I would go about with my sewing if I was living in, in a place where there was no shops at all. Would be very different, actually. I think I'm quite lucky. A different
0: experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now I know what it means, right? When you say it's a cotton, it's a rayon, it's a viscose or whatever. I know what it is now. But when you start sewing, it's difficult. When you buy online and you don't know what you're buying, it's a longer way, I think, to learn, you know, about fabrics and how to use Mm -hmm. them.
0: So when you have the conversations with Gabrielle about sewing, does it end up being just about sewing or about life in general?
1: I would say it's actually more about life in general. I really like to follow her stories. Uh, she posts a lot about her yeah. daily life. Because she lives in, in Berlin, it's uh, really close to my heart. I love that city and I always picture her going to the fabric shops and yeah, living her daily life there. And so I, I, know, I just like to interact with her and see how, yeah. how she's doing. <laughs> so it's not so much about sewing, actually.
0: Your online name, Anna Pickett DIY. How did you develop that?
1: I used to have a blog. I actually still have it. When I first started with this blog, I was doing jewelry, and I had that idea of developing an online shop or something. And actually, I did. I I do have a shop on Etsy, and um, at the time, on Dawanda and other shops that don't exist anymore. So I actually started the blog for that to actually gain some visibility. Actually, I discovered Instagram, <laughs> so the blog started stopped there. <laughs> So from time to time, I do post something and every year I take a good resolution to say, well, I should actually post my makes on that blog, but I really never do it. Too lazy for that. And well, maybe it's not laziness. It's just, I don't want to take time for that. I do have the idea of maybe developing something like another shop for selling stuff that I would sew. Oh yeah. I do have a project actually, but it's not viable. That's why the blog is there, actually. The blog I oh, needed yeah. to find... Yeah, that was the question, right? I needed to find a, a, a name for that blog and I thought... And a brand something. So, I mean, Anna is my first name and um, played around with a few words and I thought, oh, Anna Picker, that sounds good. That's all. And then when I started on Instagram, I looked for Anna Picker, the handle, and it was already taken. Ha! Huh. Uh-huh. So I <laughs> had to add something to it. And I didn't want to add any numbers or whatever so I just picked DIY because that's what I was doing yeah I was in the crafts I thought that actually fits me I mean that's how people know me now on the platform so there's um, no no big thinking actually behind that
0: it actually was because when you pick DIY most people do numbers if most of their name is already chosen yeah so yours still really makes a lot of sense about who you are and how you're very crafty
1: Yeah, and I actually plan to post other stuff than sewing. Sometimes I do, but um, it's very rare. But that's also why I chose that DIY edition there.
0: Thank you for explaining that. It makes more sense now. (laughs) How did you discover the Server 50 community?
1: I probably discovered the community through, you know, the monthly challenge from Sue Stoney and uh, sewing in Spain. Magam sew along to make a garment a month. Yes which is a really cool challenge. I love following it, even though I I don't participate every month. And I think that's how I discovered So Over 50. From time to time, I do actually participate in the challenges from So Over 50. And last year, I think it was about scraps and stuff like that. And I was actually so honored. I was actually featured in their last 10 posts. I was like, wow. (laughs) I had someone, a very little bag. You call that banana bags in French. It's a pouch. Okay. No, like a, wa- like a waste bag. I think that's the name, maybe?
0: We call them a bum bag. Yeah, exactly.
1: Bum bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd, I had sewn a bum bag like that from scraps for my dad. I had used a uh, pattern from Liz Haywood, the zero waste bag.
0: Yeah, yeah. She's Australian. Yes. I love her work. I really love zero waste design,
1: by the way. <laughs> uh, that's really something I, I, I strive to, to do more. So I had sewn something from my dad and actually I had a nice picture of him. And that was actually featured on so over 50 posts. So I was like very, very pleased with that.
0: Well done, Anna. Maybe that's why I
1: actually started to follow along a bit more. So maybe one year or something ago, maybe a bit more.
0: So over 50 intersects with all communities, all ages. So that makes perfect sense.
1: I mean, it's such a good approach. It's very inclusive. People are nice to each other and supportive. And uh, that's what I really love about it. Yeah, it's just a nice safe place I feel so I enjoy uh, reading what they what they do and uh, I hope it's gonna last for a long time so for now I'm just enjoying it yeah
0: Judith and Sandy they volunteer their time and they've been doing this since 2018 and we've been lucky enough for Susan to be doing the blog posts every so often for Server so 50 and now we've got Molly and Bird doing So 50 live and you're doing the podcast <laughs> I'm supporting with the podcast yeah. I love it I love having people who are part of Server 50 on the podcast, just to give them a
1: voice. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And it's, uh, it's a nice addition to all the uh, medias that are already there. Yeah. And it's cool to hear people's voices, right? It's funny because you always know their face, you know how they write, and you never hear their voice. Sometimes you don't even know how they're really called. Cool. Uh, so you get to know people a bit better and how they start sewing. I think that's, that's the story bit I like the most each time because that's really, I don't know, it's nice way to know about people and uh, get to know them what they like and how they go about sewing. Super interesting. It's
0: been an interesting journey because different people pick up sewing at different parts of their life and they might pick it up at school. And sometimes they'll pick it up in the last year or so for lots of different reasons.
1: Yeah, I have the feeling the pattern is rather you start really early when you're a teen and with your mom and, and family, or you have started during the pandemic. That's the big two profiles
0: yeah, there's a lot of people who, who are new to sewing and they started sewing because they were making masks at the beginning of the pandemic. True. And it's great to encourage them to keep sewing now. Yeah. What's your favourite fabric to sew?
1: So I like cotton and I like wax fabric or Ankara fabric just because it's very colourful and it's so easy to sew. Honestly, I hate viscose and rayon, all that stuff, because of environmental and health issues that's come along with producing that kind of fabric. That's the first aspect. I've seen horrible documentaries about people, I think it was in India, working in these factories and they're getting sick just because of the chemicals that are used to produce these fabrics. I don't want to participate in that. If I do sew that kind of fabric, it's always going to be like Ecovero. I prefer to use cotton. Well, it's not... So great environmental ways either. Uh, yeah, I try to go to organic cotton. and Wax fabric, I can't resist that. Just because of the colors. I really like colorful clothes. It's really the joy of sewing, I think, to wear the colors. And so, yeah, that's really what I like to sew most. And jeans, actually, denim. Yeah. I love using denim as well. Making a jean, that's just so much fun. It's a long process, but I don't know. I really enjoy you know, the top stitching, etc. Yeah. And then when you wear your jeans, you're so proud. You're like, wow, I made a jean. That's really the three types of fabric I use the most. I was talking a bit about the zero waste design movement before yeah. about Liz Hayward, etc. I've been sewing a few zero waste garments from Liz, from her book, but also from what she does. I mean, like the bomb bag and also from other designers. And I really love that process. First of all, because you have no scraps, that's just amazing. It's so fun, actually. It's so different from classic designs where you have a pattern that you have on paper, which you put on your on, your, on the fabric and then you cut with zero waste. Most of the time, you actually just have measures and you measure directly on the fabric and then you just cut directly. It's so fun. And then the pieces come together so much differently from the classical patterns. I mean, when you've done a lot of classical patterns, at some point you will get a bit watery and okay, another sleeve. And then with the zero waste, you have those pieces which look like nothing. And you're like, okay, how is this going to get together? It's really fun. When you have a bit of experience in sewing, it's really cool to dig into that a bit more because it's just so different from what you know already. Yeah, so I've been enjoying that a lot. And also because, I mean, it does produce zero or very small waste. Uh, Sometimes it's really just a salvage or something. Yeah, so that's the nice thing I enjoy. And also, if you have a great fabric that you like, it's great to just use everything of it. Oh, yeah. It's a good feeling, you know? I'm like, okay, I'm not wasting more.
0: It sounds like some of the things that keep you sewing are the zero waste patterns and being kind to the environment. Are there any other things that keep you sewing?
1: I mean, it's just the pleasure of working with fabric and doing something with my hands. I have a very digital job where I'm sitting in front of a computer the whole day. <laughs> yeah. It's a good balance for my job to have something crafty and something to do with my hands where I really produce something physical. Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about why do I actually sew? Because in the end, often when I finish a garment, I'm like, okay, cool. And now, what was the point of rushing to finish this? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) when it's done, I'm always a bit disappointed. Not always, but I'm often a bit disappointed because it's not as I had envisioned or it doesn't fit me that well or whatever. And then it's like, oh, it feels like you have to, to do something all the time and to sew at a new garment. And when you finish something, you're always thinking of the next one. It's like, I don't know. It's so much pressure that I put on myself. And it's like stupid. I have enough clothes, actually. I don't need more. I've been thinking about why do I actually sew? In the end, I think it's just because I love fabric. Maybe I should open a fabric shop. I really like working with beautiful fabrics. Every time I work on something where the fabric is not so great, it's more like a, you know, a garment where I, need, I know I know I needed just a black t-shirt or something, you know. I don't enjoy that, actually. I think what keeps me sewing is really the nice fabrics, as well the fact, of, the fact that you do something with your hands. Yeah. And then there is also this push from the community on Instagram. It's not such, such a great motivation per se, because you do see what other people do, and you're like, oh, that's nice. Myself as well. And then you do stuff. And then you don't really think about, do I actually really want that? Is it just a community that actually makes you th- do things. So I'm trying to be cautious about that and to listen more to myself. I try to sew more for others so that my wardrobe doesn't get too crowded. <laughs> and I do give stuff away as well so that, you know, I keep an overview of what I'm really wearing I mean I think my style has changed a lot so that's also what keeps me sewing because what I was sewing like a few years ago maybe I don't want to wear that anymore I have almost all my wardrobe is now homemade I would say very good I tend to try projects that are taking a long time now like you know um, overalls or jumpsuits just so that I get less garments at the end of the day (laughs) because I actually enjoy the process exactly so
0: I actually have a final question for you, and it was, and it's about the zero-waste sewing. So what advice would you give people who have sewn traditionally and want to start doing zero-waste patterns as part of their sewing?
1: It's nice to get a good understanding of what designers are there. There's a lot actually now. People who actually sell or actually have free patterns in zero-waste I actually started, my very first one was from, she's a French girl, she's called on Instagram, Milan AVGC. She's part of the Zero Waste Design Online community. It's a group of four women who actually are all in the Zero Waste Design space, and they started that community. It's very active on Instagram, very interesting what they do. She has a range of patterns which she actually provides for free, and which can be found now on the Zero Waste Design Online website. So that was, that was where I started. It was a dress that I did. It's a simple dress. So that's something that beginners in 0 waste design can do. If you have sewn a garment before, 0 waste patterns, it's just, it's just straight lines often. It's super simple. So it's actually accessible to everyone. So maybe just pick a pattern that you like. There's also Brigitte Helmerson, who does great stuff and who has a lot of nice patterns. There's a new brand as well, Process of Sewing. She's a Berlin-based person as well. She does some nice patterns and she started uh, very recently, I did some pattern testing for her. So there's a lot actually out there. I think a lot of people think that zero waste patterns will be just squares put together. It's often true, not always. And most often people think that it will look weird on the body, but that's not true. Maybe one thing to start is to look for the zero waste pattern hashtag on Instagram to get some inspiration. And to find a pattern and, uh, you know, just a garment that you like. And then from there, try it out. And Liz's book actually is great. It's called Zero Waste Sewing. And there are, um, I think, 15 patterns or something. She explains about history and the process and uh, how to tweak each pattern to your own measures. It's a great learning path as well here. And she has a lot of other patterns on how website, actually. Yes, she does. So there's a lot of patterns there. I do see more and more people using those patterns, which I really enjoy. The goal, for example, of that community is Zero Waste Design Online. The four ladies, they actually want to get people to know better about zero waste and also to have, you know, industry approach and to help manufacturers use zero waste designs for their patterns to reduce the waste. So it's a very interesting okay. approach. I think it's the future. And it fits in
0: with your values of using resources that are not harming the environment or the people that are making them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the fabric is whatever you chose, But, yeah, still, it fits into that broader schema of life for me. Yeah, reducing waste, et cetera. And I think we all know how important that is. If everyone can make a little, a little step there, then this, that's great. There's other ways to use scraps of fabric, by the way, but uh, that's one of them.
0: Anna, thank you for being today's Sober 50 guest. Gabrielle was so good to ask you to come onto the podcast. Your sewing story is really interesting. While you sew is a reflection of the values that you're passionate about, both for yourself and for the environment. You've given us so many more zero waste pattern resources that we can take steps to reduce our own waste and be mindful of how we affect the environment. Yeah, thank you, Gabrielle. She's very good at finding people. She is. Yeah, she's a connector. <laughs> Yeah, she's a connector of people in the sewing community. She's wonderful. Exactly.
1: So, yeah, thank you very much for having me, Maria. It was nice and uh, I love chatting to you. And, um, yeah, I hope people will get some new ideas for their sewing.
0: I'm very honoured to have met you today and for giving your time for the podcast so that people can learn more about you. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) You're very welcome, Anna.
1: Have a great evening, then.
0: Thank you so much. This episode... All sober 50 podcast on so organized style was produced by me maria Harris, with permission of anna sound by bensound.com listeners if you want to provide a guest post for sober 50 make sure you direct message judith and sandy at the Over 50 account on instagram also keep an eye out for the next so 50 live event that bird and molly are hosting remember these sober 50 live events will always be available on the Over 50 account You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcasts but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sew Over 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon so I can keep producing it for you. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.